So, so I took break uh, from running for about 25 years or so. <laughs> okay. And with that, I decided, you know what? Why don't I gain about 80 pounds? Right? <laughs> I said, that would be great. I don't know if you decided that. I, just, yeah. I, I was just like, you know what? Nothing else better to do. Let me throw 80 pounds on there. <laughs> and then, about four years ago, decided, let's start running with the same mentality that I had back when I was in my early 20s, late teens, with the same mentality, let's start running again and let's see how that goes. And let's see how the body reacts to that. how did that go? That was horrible. (laughs) So if you're strong-willed, strong-minded, you have to take it slow. And that's how I met this guy. Welcome to the HNL Movement Podcast, where everything is geared to leveling up your performance in activities, sports, and life. Join me in my professional journey as I share my knowledge and experiences while also learning from professionals, colleagues, clients, and you with one goal in mind, how to optimize human performance. This is the right place to learn how a multidimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. Welcome back, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the H&L Movement Podcast. And today joining me is a very good friend and a colleague, and we're working on a lot of new things, which we're going to talk about this episode. But it is Tony Silver from The Brothers, great comedian, great person in the community, does a lot to help out. And also, he's an avid uh, marathon runner, which a lot of people don't know, which we'll share a little bit more today. But with that being said, let's get to the episode. Welcome, Tony Silva. Thanks for joining me today. All right. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good early morning, <laughs> midnight, because we don't know. People People could listen to this all parts of the day. That's yes. the beauty about an episode. Yes. Right? Yes. Is that you can listen to it anytime you want. Yeah. So I figured, you know what? Let's do it. The fact that you asked me to come in at 2 a.m. is pretty amazing, though. <laughs> I'm like, for the, don't you sleep? For the video clips uh, that you're watching, it's definitely <laughs> oh, not 2 a.m. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You, you, uh, you're actually but, videotaping us. Yeah. Okay. But this right. is going to be a fun one. And, you know, before we get started, let's share a little bit more. All of the guests that come on the podcast, I think the the best part for me is just listening to your story. And it's oftentimes things that I don't even know, even though we work together for years mm, already. Mm. But let's start with that. You know, growing up in Hawaii, what's your background? What kinds of things led you to the brothers? But mm-hmm. also, what led you to being active, especially yeah. running marathons and things like that? Um, I think for the most part, moving around the island from different city to city mm-hmm. really added to probably my lifestyle, the mm-hmm. type of person I am. Um, growing up in Hawaii is tough because it's so expensive. So mom was on welfare. A lot of people don't know that. And so when you're on welfare, you got to go where, wherever the, the rent is cheapest. Mm-hmm. And that's where you go. So I grew up uh, in Haula, north side of the uh, island of Oahu. And in that area, um, you know, went to school, elementary school. You meet a lot of different, uh, you mixed in with a lot of different cultures, right? Mm-hmm. And at a very young age, I started kind of impersonating people. Mm. That included all of my Samoan friends. Uh, whenever you had to stay late after school and mom was at home, my mom was a bartender. So a lot of times okay. I had to stay over at my friend's house. Okay. 
And most of them were Samoan cultured. So I'd, I'd come over and, you know, in a matter of weeks, you learn about the Samoan culture. Yeah. So people always say, oh, how, how come you know a lot about Samoan people and the culture? Because I kind of grew up in it. Mm-hmm. You know, you listen to it long enough, then the next thing you know, you think you're Samoan. <laughs> yeah. And then this was the best. This was the turning point of my life. I think I was in fourth grade. I, I was acting up and then... Um, the lady we were with called my mom said you know your son is being very rude and what should I do and my mom said oh you can go ahead and give him lickings (laughs) (laughs) I was getting lickings (laughs) from my friend's mom who who I knew very well but I was like wow I felt so dejected and like rejected and like wow what's going on how come you know she doesn't even know me but that's how you know that's family life and yeah. it, but, but my travels took me uh kailua kaneoi uh waipahu mm-hmm. um ended up getting to kamehameha schools and, and and being involved in all these different ethnicities that kind of grew on to me that's where the comedy side came in i was always involved in sports mm-hmm. in high school and growing up uh football track mm-hmm. basketball so you know uh fast forward to right now in my life uh-huh. um i had this 25 year layoff from running yeah. and yeah. then i decided you know some four years ago now nah, let's get back into it yes before we get into the the running because yeah. that's a that's a whole another topic that we're gonna mm. get towards but let's talk about so growing up you know moving around a lot when when were you when did you start at Kamehameha school uh, so I, I got in at ni- in ninth grade, nineteen eighty one, and uh, you know that that's, they say you got to take the test seventh grade, ninth grade, and then after that it's just kind of like a mm-hmm. a lottery if you get mm-hmm. in. Like somebody has to get you know pulled out, and then you, you they yeah. oh we got two people that got dismissed, so we can take two people, <laughs> yeah. two kids, two students, and got in as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we're living in Waipahu at the time, so Kamehameha Schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, took me there, um, and then you know now you got ethnicities from all, all over the state, not just the island, but the neighboring islands too. Mm-hmm. And so, name it: yeah. Hawaiian Korean, Hawaiian <laughs> Vietnamese, yeah. Hawaiian Samoan, Hawaiian Japanese, Hawaiian, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Kazakhstanian. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You name it; yeah. it was there. There, <laughs> there, there I mean, yeah. like wow. Yeah. And then you know how you look at somebody who's like, are you even Hawaiian? Hey, man. <laughs> and then not to realize, well, they got more Hawaiian than you. Yeah. And they yeah. don't even look Hawaiian. You know, yeah. like, and. Yeah. So yeah. at Kamehameha Schools, I mean, that's where I think you were telling me before. You played a lot of sports, but you also, is that where you started learning more about the, like, theater or, or you know, impersonating more people? Or how did you that know, grow? You um, know, uh, Mrs. Nanioli, Mrs. Nanioli was our speech mm-hmm. uh, teacher, and I think whether I want to re- uh, admit to this or not, I mean, I remember being deathly afraid getting up in front of my class and doing my little speech mm-hmm. thing, right? Mm-hmm. But that was the first time that I realized, oh wow, this is not too bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. You got to get past the. Yeah point of being scared everybody right everybody if you're gonna gonna get involved in this industry you have to at some point get past that Mm -hmm. and that was that was a turning point for me am i gonna do this but uh, mrs nanioli was so good that she she brought out the good that was in your 
performance or your speech mm -hmm. or whatever it was it wasn't so much you know did you get all the grammatics right and you know um were you standing up straight uh, you mm -hmm. know did you articulate all of your words as much as it was uh content okay what you, what you were talking about was it interesting was it engaging and then were the, were the other fellow students into it yeah and if they're into it you normally got a pretty good grade mm -hmm. yeah and that's kind of the start of it was was right right around then i think it was uh t ninth tenth grade somewhere yeah. in there did you do any of your impersonations as At, school no speeches? no because oh. <laughs> then that would have been like a whole nother level like mm. you know getting involved in drama which i didn't okay. um it was there uh the debate team which i didn't i was like mm. oh right. but looking back on it wish i did mm. because um they looked like they had a lot of fun and yeah. stuff yeah 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 um, but then I thought about if I did get involved with debate, would I be a politician right now? <laughs> would politics have been something that I would have got involved yeah. with? I don't know. Yeah. But you figure, man, if you're going to be in politics, you might as well be a comedian too, because most of those guys are pretty funny. <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Half the stuff they're talking about is like, the, you know, they say they're going to do one thing, but they, they do something else. Not all, not all, not yeah, all yeah. but politics is a game in itself so um you know sometimes yeah, i see people shake their head more more so than not especially during these times you just yeah. it's crazy times right yeah 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 so i mean that that's interesting because a lot of people don't know you know any type of speaking and i've learned this in only the past like year and a half is like you just gotta speak because speak you don't it. really understand like all of the nerves or how to get better or whatever that, it is until you just start doing it yeah, yeah like what, anything else yeah. that's it and not only just start doing it but just keep doing keep it doing it exactly you know what i mean yeah. i mean we were talking about joe rogan a little earlier yeah you know he's not the most articulate guy but when you <laughs> listen to him and yeah. you know the first that most people know him is from ufc yeah but when you listen to him mm -hmm. you know he's got something to say and i think you everybody want you want to listen mm -hmm. And, and the tonality of somebody's voice may be high, low, yeah. or super low. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? How low can you go? <laughs> yeah. I mean, all of that comes into play. Yeah. And so then it's a matter of, oh, you know, I mean, this sounds interesting. Let me listen to this podcast. Yes. And when you, when you uh, something about, you know, uh, stirring up the audio within mm -hmm. the the mainframe because we're most people are mostly visual, visual. they want to yep. see yep. but when you can when you can paint a picture tell a story um it, audibly oh people are just they they think that's pretty cool yeah you know yeah uh, i love will ferrell uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, whether yeah. visual which is funny yeah but his his apps are pretty funny too. Oh, we gotta yeah. check that out. Everyone yeah, yeah. gotta check out some he's, Will Ferrell. Yeah, yeah. he's really uh, funny. Apps or yeah. things online. And oh, by know, the way, this is my first uh, app app of all app interview. This is my first oh, yeah. of all time. <laughs> yeah. So I've never done one. But you're natural when it comes to everything else, mm. speaking wise. And this is this is good because we're gonna share a lot of good information. And it's always it's always good to talk with you because actually it makes it a lot easier to talk and deliver this imagery and you know tell a story with right, you and right, everything. Right. so going back to your story when you played sports at Kamehameha what was your favorite sports and what positions did you play just to share a little background um football I played wide receiver split slot okay. uh, for basketball 
forward. I wasn't, you know, six feet is kind of tall in high school, but yeah, we had some giants. Um, <laughs> and then track was a half or 800, mm-hmm. the mile and the two mile. Okay. So I was already, You're already in distance in, running. Yeah. yeah. Did you and do I, cross country? I couldn't do cross because okay. it, it overlapped already. Once you, get into, yeah, once you get into football, yeah. basketball, track, everything's overlapping already. Yeah. So um, could, I, could I have done cross country? I would have, then that would have been two sports oh, at once. See, yeah. So it would have been tough, but... Um, Really, really love and, and and back in those days, you had to do this a uh, 15k from mm-hmm. Hawaii Kai to Kapiolani Park. What do you mean you had to do it? Yeah, it was part of the ninth grade <laughs> freshman. Yeah, how's that? Oh. You either had to do a swim, <laughs> yeah, or you had to do a run, and that was part of getting past PE. Yeah, and, and you know, even if you just ran it slowly, it wasn't you know. Mm-hmm. But I was really competitive. <clears throat> I, I wanted to you know win my <laughs> freshman year and I, I think I came in third third that year I was like 60 all, the, all the freshmen all the freshmen oh, yeah and I, and, and I remember the two guys that beat me too one uh, Mr. <laughs> Ross Coelho so Ross if, if you ever listen to this Ross uh, um, the other kid uh, he was like five, six, five, seven. I can't quite remember his name but he could run too but again he was only like 120 pounds yeah you know what I mean yeah. where I was coming in soaking wet at about a buck seventy <laughs> Yeah. Which you know, buck sixty-five, which is not heavy, but you know, I, I remember just bouncing. We were probably doing like six thirty, six forty-five miles. Oh you man, know? Yeah. nothing, nothing crazy like that. But so yeah, everybody remember this moment right now—the competitiveness in Tony, because <laughs> it is going to come back in a in about ten minutes or so. Why yeah. this is uh, no, a big it's so part true. Of it, yeah. I just yeah. remember that particular race. I was like, why? Why am I letting Ross pass me coming up Diamond Head? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, he's passing me. And I know there's only like one other person in front of me. So Ross is passing me. <laughs> but I, I know I got another mile and a half or so to yeah. go, right? Yeah. Why is that? I want to stay with him. but yeah. And he ended up coming in before me. But yeah, e- even at that time, um, uh, it, it kind of spiked yeah. up as a freshman in high school. Yes. And then that's how I knew that, you know, that I wanted, I loved running. That was something I was passionate about. Mm. So, Was running your favorite sport, you think? I think running. More than uh, football, more basketball. More than football, more than basketball. Because all of those things are, uh, what do you call, Andrew? Very short, right? I mean, average play for football is about 8 to 12 seconds. Mm. And then you come back to the huddle. Yeah. Uh, basketball, you know, run, 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 stop, free throw, take the ball out of bounds. Yeah. Uh, quick spurts, yeah. you know, a lot of a lot of sprinting involved. Uh, distance, you kind of had to go into your own special place. <laughs> you had to disappear for a bit. Yeah, the know? mental side of just keep going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and in track, you come down the front side of the track. Everybody's and then you go on the backside and you can't hear anything. Yeah, yeah. So that's where you you really got to be in a good place. And then your body has got to be in a point where okay, am I tired? Yeah. Are you getting tired? Yeah. Man, you still got three more laps to go. Yeah. Are you going to make it? Yeah. No, you're getting tired already. Yeah. Wow. But, oh, you're keeping pace. Good. Okay. Yeah. You got enough for a kick. <laughs> Can you kick it in the last 200 yeah. meters? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. all of these things are going through your mind it, by yeah. yourself, right? By yourself. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's why you like running so much because you still continue to do that today. Right. So right. after high school, so you played football, basketball, track yeah. all four years 
graduated high school, what was the na- next chapter like? Um, so after high school, um, went away to New Mexico. Um, uh, I was supposed to go for training for okay. military. So okay. went to Kentucky. Okay. Uh, won a scholarship for New Mexico Military Academy. Okay. In fact, went up to training and then the course, again, the competitiveness. <laughs> they have the obstacle course where you perform first aid, CPR, all these different okay. things. You run a half mile, boom, you perform a broken limb, right? Yeah. Then you another half mile, get over some hurdles and then you perform CPR. Mm-hmm. And so um, I remember asking the drill sergeant, what's the record? <laughs> right when you got there, you asked yeah, him, what what's, the... <laughs> what's the record for the course? Okay. And um, I remember him telling me, and I was like, okay, I'm going to train to break the record. Because you not only had to be quick, but you had to get all of your assignments, first aid, CPR, okay. uh, the mouth-to-mouth, uh, mm-hmm. doing your splint, all of that had to be perfect. So you mm-hmm. had to have a perfect score and then your time. Got it. And so I did. I got my perfect score time. I think I was off uh, the the course record by like thirty something seconds, under okay. a minute. Okay. So I was in a ballpark. Yeah. You know. But because of my training in, in uh, Fort Knox, Kentucky, I was able to uh, get uh, f- uh, full scholarship for New Mexico Military Academy. Okay. And um, came home for about three four days. Had a break in between training and school. Okay. And uh, that's where life just turned because um, I ended up staying home. I didn't go to, <laughs> didn't I didn't go go to school. Okay. I ended up going on a contract to Japan, and the rest is history because that's when my acting and uh, performing bug really kicked in. Okay. I went from military mentality yeah. Yeah. to, wait a minute, we got this other thing over yeah. here. So hey. explain that a little bit more. When you came home, what happened and what what evolved with the you went to japan you said yeah, yeah my aunt said you know what they're looking for dancers okay polynesian dancers. i had some experience over at kamehameha schools i had some hula background and i said are they training because i only got hula and they said yeah they're going to train you okay. it's a four-month trip okay and you can go and i was like wow and they're paying pretty good i, I think it was like twelve hundred dollars a month okay you know this is like in the 80s <laughs> yeah so I'm this thinking. is like a, com- a company or a show? A company, or- yeah, okay. yeah. It's a show. You go up to Hokkaido Got it. four months. I was like, yeah, let's do it. I can yeah. go back to school and I come back. <laughs> yeah. uh, long story short, I never ended up going back to <laughs> yeah. school. Yeah. But yeah, I went and I just loved it. I was okay. like, wow, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. But that's really when I started to nurture the skill set, um, you know, uh, performing. Um, and then really started to mimic, imitate, impersonate mm-hmm. different things. And that, uh, uh, in um, drill, drill school in Fort Knox, I started to impersonate in, uh, in front of people. My drill okay. sergeant, Mosley. Okay. Drill sergeant, Mosley, is just talk like this right here. Everybody, <laughs> get up here. You know, in fact, one of our characters that I play now is from Drill Sergeant Mosley. Oh, really? And his name is Fuzzy. <laughs> Fuzzy and Fuzzy, I think, is in one of our... Yeah, it our, is, yeah, yeah. So it's after Drill Sergeant Mosley because um, he would tell me... And, What's that? What's that pineapple boy? Get over here. Get over here. And he almost sounded like a Westerner, but, you know, African-American guy. Yeah. And, and I owe my life to him because it was a time when I really wanted to come home, Andrew. Uh-huh. I was like, I'm, I'm over this. Yeah. Bro. 
I don't yeah. want to do this. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do this for the next 20 years. Yeah. But he not only encouraged me to finish out, mm-hmm. but he said, you know what? You know, a lot of kids come in here and they quit. Mm-hmm. With it. They don't make it past the first week. Mm-hmm. And so he said, no, nah, you got something. Uh, i tell you what. He goes, give it another 48 hours, two days. Yeah. And see if things don't start to turn around. If it if it doesn't, you come and see me. Got it. And I and I was sitting there in his office. I'm like, hey, call my mom. I'm gonna come home. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. yeah most of the boys out of Hawaii, they go through this stuff. Yeah. That, <laughs> like, that is actually true because, you yeah. know, every every single person, whether they're on the mainland now or they have been on the mainland, myself included, everyone has the same story. Yeah. You leave and then you want to come back home because you're like, what is this? And it's something that I you think, start to look too far ahead in the future. Or whatever. I think it was yeah. a culture shock thing it for is. sure. But once I got past that, yep. I was over it. I was like, okay, I'm good. Yeah, I'm yep. good. I can't, all right, we're gonna, uh, you know, I'm not starving. They feed you, <laughs> you know. Um, I would oh, hope they so. Worked us yeah. out like, they worked us out like it was nobody's business. Yeah. But, I think that's what got me through it. And the thing went by so quickly after that. Yes. And we go on these long, you know, walks with all your pack and everything. Yeah. And then we sing those songs, right? You know, <laughs> your left, your left, yeah. your left, right or left. Yeah. Yeah. Zip, zip, your left. And we do all these kinds of things. And and then uh, when we sit mm-hmm. for our breaks, that's when uh, Drew Sajjah Mosley would say, pineapple, get over here. <laughs> Let me see you do your impersonation of me. Come on. And so I just... did it in front of me. Yeah, you did it in front of everybody. And they were like, You know what I mean? I was like, oh, my God. So that's when I realized, okay, maybe we might have something over here. Yeah. You know? Um, And that's when you start to grow your repertoire of so-called characters and stuff. But Drew Sergeant Mosley, I owe, owe a lot to him for sure for seeing something in me that maybe I didn't see mm-hmm. or, or um, you know, because they come across young cadets All on a weekly, right? Yep. And, and so, you know, how could this man who doesn't know me from squat see that type of uh, uh, leadership? Because that could have changed the course too if yep. I didn't finish out. Exactly. Um, and so, I, yeah, I owe a lot to him because that was my first time away from home. Mm-hmm. That far, going mm-hmm. into Kentucky. like, But yet, uh, and that's why I always tell kids that I talk to that go away, say, look, this is what you can expect. Yeah. You got to expect it. So when it happens, you're not like shocked. Like, yes. oh, wow. Yeah. How come I miss home so much? Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> How come the people here are so different? <laughs> you know? Gosh, yeah. they treat me so differently here. They're yeah. culturally different. But I, I think if you're more prepared for it then you're in a much better place and then you know you can be much more productive Mm -hmm. as you make your way through school or work or whatever the case may be so yes i think everyone has a person like that that you know you look back and it's like that was a crucial pivotal moment that kind of steered me in one direction and you finished out so then what was the next four months like in japan when you started taking some of that I guess you were starting to perform a little bit more or impersonate people in front of other people, like an audience more. Right. And you kind of took that on stage now as a per- actual performer or a dancer. Right, right. What was that like? No, it was pretty cool because now you're in a foreign country. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, you, you're you impersonating uh, different cultures. Mm-hmm. Oh, hi, <laughs> And you're doing stuff you don't even realize 
yeah that you're doing but these things are kind of going into your memory bank you uh-huh. know for as far as you know um you you're gaining um material if you will yes and all the different people on the trip in a group and stuff you know how they how they act and you know maybe one person you 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 a friend with and so you like the way their dialect or their uh-huh. accent is and mm-hmm. so you start to uh, mimic but that's that's really where it starts to grow uh-huh. uh, and as an individual the more you do something the more comfortable you become mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the dancing part was kind of like second nature. Didn't really have to think much about okay. it. That skill set was fairly simple for me. Um, never really played music. So as far as the music side, I wasn't of anything of interest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was always interested in the culture, how it came to be, why we're we doing this dance, mm-hmm. and so forth. So I ended up going on a couple of trips, okay. contracts to Japan. The same company or yeah. same show, mm-hmm. okay. And how long did you do that for? Uh, oh, dancing, I ended up dancing for at least 10, 12 years or okay. so. But know. not with the same company? No, oh, yeah. uh, different different shows around town and stuff. And mm-hmm. then fell in love. Uh, that's where I met my, my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where, you know, had the, had the kids from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, met her through dancing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's where I got the boys and... Um, which which I've met now officially all four of I your boys. I think you've met them all, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's crazy. But, yeah. The whole yeah. family is yeah, coming, <laughs> coming in. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. okay. So then yeah. the 10 to 12 years, you danced and everything. So what, and I don't even know this, what made the transition from being that show performer to the brothers? The brothers. So right at yeah. the tail end of our our so-called dancing career myself and my partner james roche the other brother uh-huh. was he dancing with you yeah yeah he Got used it. to dance so uh the the i think one of our last shows we we're at was a downhole we're dancing okay. for downhole at the time and in between shows we'd have these things like you know and we we're working on sets uh marker uh on television sets as you know mm-hmm. uh, stunt doubles uh, every now and then we get an acting role and stuff nothing major though yeah. i mean just bit parts as we call it <laughs> and so we had been doing that for quite a few years but james and i was always doing stuff behind stage okay and so we would set up these little gimmicks uh okay uh, looking back on it well we could have easily been arrested you know what i mean like, <laughs> this one bit he, he comes chasing me in front of the people standing in line waiting to come into the downhole show okay and i'm running like i'm like i'm a thief right okay and then he's chasing and he's like stop stop yeah in the name of the law stop <laughs> and then i trip i okay. fall and this bag of powder yeah. is open and i throw the bag and it's powder like all over the place okay yeah, all you see is yeah, powder. powder yeah. But if you smell it, you smell it, it's baby powder. Okay, okay. But people don't know that. Yeah, that's yeah. watching from afar. Yeah. And then he'd come, he'd arrest me, put the handcuffs on. Yeah. He's like, there's, there's nothing to see here, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing to see. <laughs> we uh, And then, you know, he talks into his shirt. Oh, okay. Uh, a suspect is apprehended. Uh, we're going to bring him in now. And yeah. then, you know, we walk off and then we go back behind yeah, stage. Yeah. And then, you know, like half an hour later, they see us on stage. <laughs> So they, they had no idea that no. you guys are part of the show no, or anything. No yeah. Until, yeah. It, it, you know, 
very few people after the show would have to say alohas and goodbyes and a few people would come and say hey were you the two guys that were out there <laughs> with the powders yeah. and you know uh, getting arrested were you the two guys we do stuff where we're just running through the crowd hey you guys please help me stop he's trying to catch me you know <laughs> yeah. like and yeah, yeah. just yeah. stupid stuff yeah, yeah. but uh, that's when you know the natives were restless like you know we, again the show was second nature wasn't a problem uh -huh. like what to do for that hour before the show that's what you guys you know, were or feeling be, time. In, in between the shows yeah yeah, yeah. so that's yeah. kind of where what sparked it then. yeah like you guys working together working or, together what about you guys I, this is a question that I wonder. What about your guys' humor? Is it like similar? That's why it's so seamless when you guys very are similar. Serious. So even you know even in the dressing rooms of of the downhole showroom, which at that time was the dome, yeah, at the Hilton Wine Village, you know we play play pr super pranks on on all the dancers. <laughs> What's the know? best one? Oh, I think the best one is when you go to grab your your bag to go home. It's super super heavy, and it's like, and they don't realize you know how heavy it was but then they take it home but inside we put two bricks <laughs> so you end up taking the bricks home yeah. <laughs> and then you come back the yeah. next day and you're like Yo, who put the bricks in my bag yeah 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 uh one was where we light the door handle with the lighter oh no and then you go to grab it and, you're oh, like, ah! no. and then you burn your hand oh no uh, one was a lot, a lot of people like to get those fruit cocktails from ABC store. You know, okay. That's a kind of snack, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, got to watch what I eat today. And they put the fruit cocktail. Yeah. And one of the guys would put baby oil inside it. Oh, so that, it wasn't syrup. It was a baby oil. And then watch <laughs> him take the first bite. And, no, mind you, there's six of us in there. And then the guy goes to take a bite. And he's eating it. It's like, just to see the face. <laughs> like, yeah, I think just that was... <laughs> was crazy enough but not super yeah. pranks like just crazy yeah. stuff yeah so i mean that was fun we don't recommend doing any of that at yeah, home. You should no, share ideas now. do not do not do this kind of stuff you know uh ipu the hollowed out gourd that we use as an implement yeah. on the show we put like toilet paper in it so when you hit it the toilet paper starts coming out and it's all over the stage like oh man yeah, the actual this, show oh yeah. my god yeah so anyway obviously this grew right yeah. And you shared a little bit with me in the past, but for all the listeners, how did this evolve? Or what made you take that leap of faith and, hey, we're going to start The Brothers. And for those of you that don't know The Brothers, well, you can find you guys all online, yeah. thebrothers.com, which I'll yeah. put in the show notes. But yeah. they're basically a local comedy show, right? Yeah. Like half an hour slot. And then you've had episodes... For 20 years 20 years so yeah. this is a 20th year now yes um, so explain the beginning journey what made you take that jump yeah to uh, james back in early 96 comes knocking on my door and i'm like whoa, whoa what's up goes, hey what's up man i got a pretty good idea uh -huh. i want to do a tv show but before we do <clears throat> let's do this cd it's called uh the broadest small kid time Okay. And we, we released it in 97. Okay. Um, not too many people have heard of it. Mm -hmm. I think uh, some radio stations will air snippets from it. But okay. classic, classic stuff. And it's really the beginnings of what it is that we do. Because mm -hmm. all the character development, yeah. the writing was all done within this CD. Got it. So... You could uh, possibly hear it on this podcast. I'll give you a copy. <laughs> okay, we'll put you some snippets. I mean? yeah, yeah, some snippets of the Brada's small kid time. Okay. So I don't even know if you could, you know, order it. Or yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if up. it's 
who even has copies of that that's so vintage yeah but from that the character started uh we bought some equipment and back then you know like now you could you could spend a couple of grand mm-hmm. you can get a good phone yep. and you can film everything mm-hmm. get a couple of mics you're good to go yep. back then 10 15 grand will get you started yeah that was about the startup cost mm-hmm. and so we just got some equipment and just started filming okay. just started doing some stuff doing some episodes and yeah. and then we did an episode and we pitched it to all the networks okay KITV KHON mm-hmm. KHNL I think it was KGMB back then K5 mm-hmm. and then the startup Spectrum or uh, OC16 yeah. which is now Spectrum OC16 you know um, little cable station yeah um, I believe Tiny TV was on it. <laughs> yeah. Brother Sam and Lena Girl yeah. was doing something on it. Yeah. And they're looking for local content at that time. Mm-hmm. So all the networks said no. Okay. But they said, yeah, we'll give you a try. I said, you know what? Six episodes. Give us six episodes okay. and we'll go from there. Yeah. That's the, the, the rest is history. Yeah. yeah. We've been, we've been uh, partners with um, Spectrum for over 20 years now. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah. yeah, and we haven't turned back. I mean, yeah. people always say, "How come you guys didn't go like crossover to you know the yeah. other networks?" Or mm-hmm. how about MTV? MTV, uh, um, we had uh, some producers pr- approach and stuff, uh, looking a little bit more for some rated R material. But our material is pretty clean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, family oriented. Uh, we might come up to the line every now and then, mm-hmm. but it's for the most part, it's clean. Yeah, you know, you're not going to hear us swearing and stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, we we wanted to keep it as such, yeah. And so I think now we got a, a video library of about a hundred forty episodes. It's crazy. It's just yeah. crazy. Over twenty years. Twenty yeah. years. And so you know, you watch some of the earlier episodes of one of the first six. Wow, it's just mind, <laughs> mind-boggling. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And I mean, I mean, on top of that, that had led. It led you to so many other yeah. opportunities too. You do a lot of MC doors, events. Doors started to open, and the yeah. MCs was a, a MCing events, a formal events, mm-hmm. non-formal events, yeah. uh, comedic type events, yeah. acting. You know, uh, playing characters. I worked for Kika Incorporated, where I might go out and I'm at said location and got 400 people, mm-hmm. and I'm playing a character of whatever the case, yeah. a yeah. Chinese character. <laughs> You know, yeah. who's uh, Fu Manchu, who's doing, um, I think one I did where I, I would read their, um, uh, like a fortune cookie, yeah. read their sayings, and I'd tell them, pick a card, and then I'd read it, and I would speak like this, and he said, oh, you said something very special. You can expect something very special to come into your life. It says here something really soon, within the next week. <laughs> Maybe you coming to Waikiki. Oh, you're already in Waikiki. <laughs> so, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, the the door started to open, and I think for anybody getting involved in any business, you mm-hmm. either go all out, yeah, or don't go at all, yeah. Because why waste your time? Mm-hmm. The people you're working with. So when you came to me with this idea of doing your podcast, then you gotta go whole. Yeah. You gotta go all out. Yeah. You know, and and uh, make your mistakes. That, you know? That's true. I've made tons of mistakes. Yeah. We've we've all made tons of mistakes. Yeah. And it's the key is to learn from them. 
Yeah. Right. And right. Actually, find ways to get better at it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be perfect. Yeah. You know, um, nobody's perfect, but make your mistakes, learn mm-hmm. from it, and find and do you. Yeah. Be you. I yes. mean, there's nobody else like you. So, um, people always say, "Oh, is that individual likable?" Mm-hmm. I think somebody is likable if you're real, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you you hear the word organic mm-hmm. a lot, but I mean, you're just you know the kind of person you're approachable. Mm-hmm. If you're the kind of person where you cross your hands like that and close-minded, uh, chances are it's going to be a tough industry. Yeah. Yes, you know where I'm. I say whatever I say, and whatever you have to say doesn't matter. But whatever I say matters. Uh-huh. So don't come in with all your rhetoric and your suggestions. Only what I say is is the most important. I, I guess you could do it, but people see through that. Yeah, so exactly. you gotta be careful. Exactly. But the industry is tough. You know, people think, oh yeah, pretty cool. You did. But they don't know how many times I yep. went in for auditions and how many times it was a no. Like, wow, yep. I nailed that audition mm-hmm. on Hawaii Five-0. Mm-hmm. Or such and such uh, television series came in. I nailed that. Mm-hmm. Don't even get a call back. Yeah. Um, wrong size, wrong and, ethnicity. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. A lot of it is not even in your control. Right. Right. Like you could do everything perfect to the T, but like things like that wrong ethnicity or wrong size you know and it's not discrimination but they're looking for a certain character right? yeah you you know it's it's that's why you gotta have thick skin yeah you really gotta have thick skin and and you can't let it bother you Mm um uh i always like to think when when i go in i give my performance for that particular audition and let it go yeah leave and let it go and then you're thinking about oh yeah i got a show tonight you know Um, I got a performance tomorrow, whatever yeah. case, and that is. And if you get the callback, hey, you know what? They narrowed it down to three of you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So at least you know, okay, I, I, I'm good enough, so I'm in the ballpark mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And then you get the uh, for the top three, and then you don't get it. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, yeah. which is fine. <laughs> um, but I think for me, half and half. For every two that I go to, I generally get the one, and okay. it's. Um, my my expectation is pretty high. Yeah. I, so I yeah. go in with high expectations. Um, so I give it my best mm-hmm. and then let it at the... As, as I leave, just leave it at the door and say, yeah. okay, all right, God, that's it. I'm done. I'm moving on. Yeah. yeah. So the last question that I have from, you know, the era of the brothers and any of your auditions or other gigs that you've had from, you know, the brothers, mm-hmm. what is the one most memorable in the past 20 years for you there might be a lot (laughs) but one that sticks out right now that you think oh that was yeah (laughs) it's so funny that i'm right here so i'm over here right i'm not going to say some place in what is this uh uh, kaimuki yeah yeah kaimuki so as i look out i'm looking at wilhelmina rice okay yeah and this was maybe about 12 15 okay. years ago okay i'm on wilhelmina rice and and as i'm looking out it's drizzling right now it's a day very similar to this okay what's the uh, chance uh, the, yeah. char- the character i'm playing is pocho pocho okay. is kind of one guy from the west side like that and you know you get a little bit of lift but when he speak but pocho you know can he wear you know a long sleeve jacket goody goody comb in his back pocket he spin his folder on his 
you know, ambidextrous. He can spin them on his right and left hand, just yeah. like this. And he's spinning his folder. And anyway, he had one scooter. And his friend said, wow, hey, Porch, I dare you, I dare you for come down Wilhelmina Rise, bro, on your scooter. Okay. So I go up to the top. And as you know, it has these steep slopes. Yeah. It's flat and steep. Yeah. And it's flat, comes down yeah. straight. So we're pretty much at the top, and I'm at the steepest part. And so I tell him, you know what? Uh, camera's set up at the bottom of that particular hill. hill yeah. I'm going to go right past camera, and then I'll put on the brakes. Well, it started to drizzle like how it's drizzling right oh, now. No. no brakes on a scooter. Yeah. What kind of scooter? You know those two-wheel scooters that like you just... Like the Razor kind like of scooter? Like the Razor scooter. <laughs> oh, exactly, no. Andrew. Okay. So I'm coming down. I'm about... You know, at that time, I was probably about a buck 95, 200 pounds. Okay. Coming down. Now, mind you, I'm fully padded. Like, I got okay. my yeah. I got my gear on in case something goes. And you're goes. used to doing stunts. Used too. to so doing like, stunts. Yeah. So I'm fully geared up. Okay. Coming down. As I'm coming down, James, my partner, is behind camera with the cameraman. And he sees on my face that... Not only am I picking up speed, but I went from being a character to now deathly afraid, like, oh, I gotta stop. Oh, no. I gotta stop. Oh, no. <laughs> so, so in a matter of seconds, right, yeah. I'm looking and I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to veer towards the camera and hit the curb and, and launch myself into these bushes. Okay. Well, James already caught that, that I was coming towards him. And James decided he's going to take me out. Now, oh. mind you, James has no pads. Oh, so no. he takes he takes me out full on yeah. with a full on tackle to to stop me. Okay. And I mean, and I just plow right through him, oh, right. No. But he takes the brunt of the hit, and we okay. fall on. I'm good. I'm okay. fully padded. <laughs> He's the one. He had a couple of scrapes and cuts. But mind you, if I don't take that hit and I go into the bushes yeah. on the opposite side if I go through the bushes it's like a 15 foot drop in somebody's yard which I didn't know it just looked like it was you know yeah, just yeah. a bush oh, so no. so honestly James could say till this day wow I saved your life <laughs> yeah. on that particular shoot oh man did and that episode ever air so the episode airs what shows me coming like the first five seconds but after that the cameraman turned Ooh. it off because he moved he, he saw yeah. me coming yeah so we don't have that <clears throat> except for the initial ride down yeah yeah so that's the lost kind of like that lost episode of yes. that but it, it's forever ingrained in my mind <laughs> you know as far as the stunts and and mind you since that stunt we haven't done any crazy stunts like, like that. that yeah no. and that was it yeah maybe i'll add in a for the video clip I will add in a picture of Wilhelmina Rise because oh. it is one of the steepest rises on this side of the island. Like immediately you tell yourself, what were you guys <laughs> thinking? But we were thinking, we got this though, no problem. You know, all in, like just yeah, go for yeah. it. Oh, we got this, man. I'm not, oh, man. I'm not afraid. Yeah. You know? But good thing that everything worked out. Yeah. So, I mean, that's going to lead us into the next, the next section. Throughout your yeah. career, right? Even from high school sports all the way throughout your stunt career. No major injuries. No major right. injuries. I've been blessed. Um, you know, outside of a couple of sprains, little contusions, muscle contusions here and there, playing football. Nothing, Nothing major. major. Which is Andrew. good. Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty good. So fast forward now to what we're gonna talk about, the knees, right? Yeah. So how long did you take a break from actually running, running. on a 
regular so, volume. So I took break uh, from running for about 25 years or so. <laughs> okay. And with that, I decided, you know what? Why don't I gain about 80 pounds? Right? I said, that would be great. I don't know if you decided that. I, just, yeah. I, I was just like, you know what? Nothing else better to do. Let me throw 80 pounds on there. And then, about four years ago, decided, let's start running with the same mentality that I had back when I was in my early 20s, late teens. Yeah. With the same mentality, let's start running again. Yeah. And let's see how that goes. <laughs> And let's see how the body reacts and to how that. how did that go? That was horrible. <laughs> so if you're strong-willed, strong-minded, you have to take it slow. And that's how I met this guy. Yes. And I came into this guy's facility because these knees were like, uh-uh, brah, <laughs> yeah. stop. Your what mind you was doing? saying, let's go. Though. My mind was saying, we good. Yeah. We got this. What we're going to what we're going to run one two miles today? We got yeah. it, yeah. no problem. And, and then your oh, knees are screaming, and you're screaming, and yeah. then oh, you know what? That's just pain. We could do three miles the next day. <laughs> uh, you know what? That's just muscle fatigue. <laughs> yeah. And then little did I know, torn meniscus, both knees over yeah. a period of time. Yeah. Um, basically, did not approach that type of physicality for my body at this age mm -hmm. that says okay we're gonna slowly get your body ready for this type of activity which is not you know this isn't walking <laughs> yeah. this isn't vigorous swimming again going back to what you said earlier the competitive and competitiveness oh. in you you were trying to nail and dominate like the six minute anybody miles. <laughs> in my age group you going down <laughs> yeah. if you're as many in my age group and we're running a race yeah. 5k 10k 15k 20k i'm looking at all the names oh, all these guys are in my age group <laughs> they're going down <laughs> and then the only thing that happened was you broke your body down which was which was not good the only thing yeah. that happened the only person that went down was this guy. <laughs> yeah. That's who went down. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah. what? Long story short, I mean, yeah, that's when I first met you. You know, taking care yeah. of your knees and finding out all of the things. And I think that's a key component for Very. anybody that's gonna train or even rehab after injury. Yeah. Is understanding what the end goal is. Because for you, once I understood that, oh, this is what you're like. This is your competitiveness. You want to run. I mean, it is recreational. But it's not like, oh, I'm just going to go out there and run and see yeah. how I do. It's like, no, next year I'm going to nail this mm. marathon and yeah. get significantly better. That's it. Once I understood that, That's it. it was like, okay, let's come up with a plan to get you there. Yeah. And we've done a lot of things from just, you know, taking care of the uh, meniscus issues. No, no surgery. So you No didn't surgery. I uh, decided to opt out of surgeries and just start to learn how to, uh, as you call them, um, reactivate other muscles that have been turned off over the, over the years mm -hmm. and engage them yes. recruit them to do the other parts of my leg thighs calf yes. shins that were uh, i don't know 25 years ago they said okay he's not using us so we're <laughs> we're out we're gone no yeah. need okay right on tony we see you later we see you in about 25 years <laughs> yeah until you reactivate us and that's yeah. exactly what what i did mm -hmm. learn how to do all, all of that once I learned how to do those things, mm -hmm. I got to tell you, Andrew, yesterday went uh, with my runner's group uh -huh. and um, we always warm up first mile 
Miles 234 is okay. what we call the competitive okay. uh, basic run tempo, high tempo run. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just my best running day ever, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, like you guys are talking, best day ever. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> it wasn't just my best running day. It was with a group of people. Like within that group, you got these really elite runners, mm-hmm. middle runners, and I'm toward the tail end of that pack. Yeah. But that second, third, and fourth mile, I hit numbers that I've never hit before. Yep. And I owe it all to uh, doing my little routine mm-hmm. just prior to our workout. Yep. This one engages all of my muscles and lets them know, hey, get up. <laughs> yeah. You're getting ready to go trot yep. these little horse legs outside. <laughs> so get yep. up. And it was amazing. Awesome. So, so that we hit the first four miles done. So normally the last two miles is a warm down. Mm-hmm. So we're warming down and they're like the last 800 meters. Everybody's looking at each other. There's about eight, nine of us. Okay. And we're looking at each other. Next thing you know, we're cranking it. <laughs> yeah. Like we're into like a full-on sprint coming yeah. into the ending. And we're going and yeah. we're moving. And next thing, like everybody's into a full sprint. Yeah. And I'm looking at my watch and I'm hitting times I haven't hit yeah. since 25 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Awesome feeling. Now, mind you, that was only for a short distance, but just to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. So yesterday was one of my best days ever in regards to getting the body back, and I feel great. Awesome. Yeah, now ask me how I'm going to feel tomorrow. It's a different story. (laughs) But but the the good thing is that everything that we've done so far, yes, turning on your muscles, but also getting it prepared for running. And you, I mean, you see what I do on a daily basis, right? right? This getting, is your job. Yes. Yeah. Getting prepared for running is very different than getting prepared for volleyball. It's very different than getting prepared for football, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where everyone has not only individual needs for training, but individual needs for their sport. And I think that's what you've learned, like even with the recovery, you've understand understood how you need to warm up, how you need to take care of your body, how you need to recover. And the last component, which we've worked on for over two years already, is the nutrition part of it. Oh, yeah. Now you know how the nutrition fits not only with yeah. your activity, but with your overall lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we've, we've mentioned this in other snippets that we've talked about, but just getting in a healthier weight, yep. especially on the lower body, especially the knees, mm-hmm. that is huge. So yep. when you started dropping some of the weight and getting more to your natural yep. weight, yep. your knees were like, Oh, we can do more. My knees were like, oh, cause. Why are you putting all this weight on us, bro? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Feel like we can breed our ligaments. Ask <laughs> sister ligament. You good? Yeah. Got a ligament. We good, bro. Wow. How about we let a little bit of blood come in between the knee and the shin? Can't. How about ties? We good? We good. Yeah. yeah was no yeah. honest. When my legs, knees, ankles, hips, you know, all my joints. Yeah. Oh, they felt 100% better. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Yeah. So whether you surf, run, bike, uh, uh, CrossFit, whatever it is, whatever you're passionate about, yeah. um, I think whatever that love that you want to do, before you shock your body, find out what your body can do first. That's where Andrew Takata, Andrew Takata, that's right, the H&L <laughs> movement, that's yeah. the guy. I mean, this guy worked with professionals. He works with people that just want to um, uh, better their everyday life mm-hmm. from getting up and down out of the chair, working mm-hmm. with our kupuna. I mean, this guy does it all. 
if you are passionate about something and you just want to get feel a little bit of the old glory days, yeah. as we call it, right? Yeah. We're not going to ever go back to when we were teenagers. No. We're not going to go back to, <laughs> oh, wow, I'm coming in. Oh, yeah, I've been trying to beat this guy for two years. <laughs> No, all I can do is look forward to racing the guys in my age bracket, which is all fun. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's all um, fun within the mm-hmm. midst of the so-called running groups, as, yes. as we call it. So I enjoy that. And mm-hmm. so, but all thanks to you and the relationship that we've developed over the mm-hmm. years. Now you pretty much, I mean, you handle my whole family already. <laughs> and and all met, of their... Yeah, the whole family, But yeah. you know what's cool is that my sons come to see you because of their ailments. Yeah. Right. Yep. 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 And and I don't. I'm, I'm not seeing you for any ailments. I I come to see you just to get better and and mm-hmm. keep at an optimum level as yes. far as my my workouts yes. are concerned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. So if you guys are looking to better yourself, um, you know, uh, get better in whatever f- uh, form of, of fitness you're doing, you, you might want to check out this guy just to see if you can. Uh, one up you want to one up your friends and find out hey man <laughs> what else can i learn about my body and how it moves yes. nutrition the eating part you know what i mean yeah. it's not even the di- it wasn't even a diet no. i eat more now than i ever did before mm-hmm. i eat two to three hours a day mm-hmm. every two to three hours a day uh, maybe four five six meals mm-hmm. constantly eating but keeps my energy up throughout the yeah. entire day that's a beautiful thing yeah. yes and we we've talked about this a lot too is that we've it's taken experience and trial and error and a lot of learning on your part you know i'm just here to guide you i'm not here to tell you this is how to do it or anything it's more of a discussion and you start to experience what things work better for you Mm. and for the nutrition it has been a you know that experience has led you to find out this works the best for you right now at this stage in the game with your activity your lifestyle and everything like that and it's not a one-size-fits-all for everyone else so people listening that might not work for you eating every two to three hours but the underlying concepts the basics of nutrition and understanding how to incorporate some of these habits into your lifestyle right that's the key thing so the nutrition part has been huge and i think everything now is just working a lot better together to support your body and everything Anybody ever told you that you're like the, uh, you know, when it comes to exercise, movement, and nutrition, that you're like Bruce Lee? <laughs> you were the first oh. one that told me that. Because yeah. when I look at you, Andrew, <laughs> it's like Bruce Lee. When you teach me how to lift my legs and how to move my arm, and when i looking at the person that I'm passing, to look in a way that I don't strain my neck like this and almost my dialect, my accent turn into Vietnamese, you see? And then... <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But there's been so much fun too over the past years, especially when you start to do more, break more records and everything like that. But yeah, everything is working so much better together. And I think you've found a good balance to actually get the most out of training maximize your training kind of just everything that you said even though it's recreational it's all in fun you know everything works together a little better and you can continue to do what you're doing instead of worrying about things like your knees right worried about like i'm so sore today i i can't train and whatever it is and you also mentioned like yeah i do have a lot of free content and free resources you know this is what i love to do really just share some information that i have learned 
through my experiences, but also the experiences of helping everyone else to overcome some of these injuries or these plateaus or just optimize their training. And that's kind of the last thing. Just recently, over the past couple months, we've been working on releasing an online course to share a lot of the basics with movement, exercises, mobility, strengthening, nutrition, that's a huge component, how to actually incorporate a lot of these concepts into your lifestyle. And this course is geared to really the working population, the people that don't have time. And it's something that I had extreme fun filming with you and everything, and we're just in the post-production, kind of almost about to release it, but what's some of your thoughts about what we've put together for people to check out? Oh, I think the first thing that comes to mind, if you're that person that doesn't have too much time to go to the gym, and these days, you don't, not only can you not go to the gym, Mm -hmm. but it's not safe, it's not healthy to go to the gym right now. And so how long would that go? I mean, how long would that be? We have no idea. Everything is online. Everything is Zoom. And so Mm -hmm. this particular course allows you to do something 10, 15, 20 minutes a day that helps you as an individual to become better. Mm -hmm. Not just physically, but uh, nutritionally. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nutrition, change your your, your life. And it becomes a part of your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I think the best thing about the course, once they see it, and you even offer some tips and stuff for yep. the people, which is awesome. Um, but once they realize, hey, you know what? This is going to work for me because I don't have somebody that coaches me. Mm-hmm. The amount of time, the amount of money that you would spend, by the way, I've spent it. <laughs> I've put in all that time. Yeah. individually. So I know exactly what I'm talking about here. Yeah. All of that, you put that all together. It's crazy the amount of money, time, and effort that one would have to do just to get this course now the course is going to be available to the people Andrew so that's the best part yes and if you want to learn more of the course well just stay tuned to my social media and my website especially because there will be a free webinar that I will give my six basic tips you're you're on the webinar with me but six most helpful tips for anyone that's looking to elevate their performance, be more active, or even for those that are looking to just get started. And that's all free, you know? Free. The course, of course, there's gonna be a charge for it, but we've made it extremely reasonable for how much content we've jam-packed yeah. in with everything yeah. from some, some workouts, a lot of exercise tutorials and instruction, yeah. but also the explanation part to tie this into make it work for you. Right, right. But overall, it was, it was a lot of, lot of video content. But I would say, and you've been through what I do, I would say definitely like 75% of my, what I do on a day-to-day basis is probably in that course. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. And that's the bulk of what you need, no matter what level you are. And that's the value that that course brings. And and for those of you who love audio clips and like to listen to things, there's, there's nuggets, there's information in there that you listen five, 10 minutes a day, change your life yeah it will become a part of your lifestyle that you can now live to be healthier mm-hmm. uh a lot more how do you say movable uh you're you're, you're better able to uh move yep. your body and, uh, yeah and that's a, really you're in, a better mover you're a better mover mm-hmm. in, in that so whether you sit down all day stand up you're mm-hmm. working construction you're up on a truck whatever the case yep. you're going to learn more about your body because of the course than you ever did before because i think t- far too many times especially people in hawaii we always take care of the people we love mm-hmm. first 
family members, kupuna, mm-hmm. yeah, friends, yeah. but we forget about ourselves. Yeah. yeah, and that's one key concept that we talked about too in the course is that if you can take better care of yourself, this is not in a selfish way, right? right. And naturally, people from Hawaii, born and raised here, that's not part of our culture. Right. But if you can take better care of yourself, you'll be able to better take care of everyone around you that right. you do love and that's yeah, what it is yeah and i think that's the message right there mm-hmm. you become better for who you are individually and then you can now go out and love and care for those people in the same manner yes that you just learned how to do so yeah, yeah? yes without forcing it down because like i said if it's not a part of your lifestyle your everyday you're not talking about you know dieting we're not talking yeah. about oh, okay you got to do 200 push-ups every single <laughs> yeah. no it's what your body allows you to do and i think that's where you're you're different from other trainers is that you don't have a set regimen mm-hmm. and then everybody does it yeah. you have a set regimen for that individual yes. that will work for them that's yes. the difference yes that's exactly what yeah. it is stay tuned for all of that because you'll start to see more clips i'll even put some s- snippets from you know the course content but it was great filming with Tony. We had a lot of fun. He brought his characters sometimes. And, you know, I got to try to keep it it's together with all of, all of that. Fun. But it was very good fun. And just stay tuned to all of that. But any last words? I know you're busy. You always have a lot of gigs and everything yeah. going on. But is there anything else that you want to promote with the brothers? Or any last words of wisdom that you want to share to anybody? Obviously, Spectrum OC16 has been huge for us they're a big part of our ohana our family if you haven't seen the shows tune in spectrum oc16 and we're generally on daily if not nightly uh just check your local listings for that you're usually on the replays when you come into pro yeah exactly exactly (laughs) um and then along with that we have um, our virtual Fridays, depending uh, how long we're going to do it, Fridays, our virtual Aloha live stream on Don O'Brien High or Facebook or uh, uh, Facebook, uh, the Bratas. Mm-hmm. And uh, we generally go about five o'clock, five to six, an hour. It's mm-hmm. really, it's live. So it's, you know what I mean? Unedited. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing about it. It's raw. It's like in your face. We've got music, comedy and, and uh, public service announcements. Uh-huh. And then other than that, um, just want to encourage people to, uh, you know, during these times, just to uh, be aware, um, be positive mm-hmm. and, and strive, you know, strive for the strive for the mountains, man. It's whatever you think to obtain, you can obtain it. Mm-hmm. So don't let anybody, you know, push you down. Go get it. Yeah. Yeah. Go get it. And yeah. just just start. You always tell tell everybody and tell me that dude just start yeah. and then you never know from there That's it could it. be starting with the six episodes and then yeah. after that 20 yeah. years later and many more years That's to come it, yeah. but thanks so much for joining me again today it's always a blast having these conversations if you want to see more of these conversations with me and tony check out instagram my instagram my youtube uh, h&l movement because yeah. we have done about i think it's about 15 of these small segments but we, this is the first podcast long right, segment right. that we've been doing. And also check out all of the snippets that I will post up very soon. But right check on. out uh, The Brothers um, on social media and everything. Thebrothers.com too is your website. Correct. And stay tuned for more updates from 
my website and my social media too thank you again for listening in this week i will be back same time same place next week thank you again tony for joining me thank you bro and we'll see you next week aloha aloha